I'm going to shut up. Mark Drumheller joining us right now on the Dr. Glad Regrow Your Airline. Dr. Paul Glatt's Philadelphia City Air Restoration Doctor. Check him out online at drglatt.com. Drum, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Looks like I'm bringing the chaos, right? So, uh, <laughs> you know, ready to close out the show. But really excited, man. It's a great weekend. There's some UFC fights. We got college footballs coming back little by little, right? Spring football and FDS. So um, I can't wait for the weekend. Can't wait to dig into some of these games and, uh, you know, watch some good fights. My man. All right. Well, the reason why I was saying I was such a disaster is because I just remembered at the end of uh, the Super Bowl, I said, man, not the way you want to end the season as far as college football and NFL is concerned. I bet against Alabama in the national championship game. Don't do that. And I bet against Brady in the Super Bowl. Don't do that. But Patrick Mahomes was my guy. You know, it's so funny. I just talked to, uh, and you had the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, my man Carlos Bradley, he played linebacker in the NFL for many years. Played for the Eagles, played for the Chargers, 90s, 80s, I believe. And uh, he works at a gym down here that I go to. Great dude, great dude. We were talking about Mahomes and, and the Super Bowl. And, and he said the one thing, I'm telling you right now, of course he had the surgery, we know that. But he's like, watch that again. He's like, I saw it right from the jump. That foot was bothering him so much that when he stopped to throw the football, he sank down lower than what he was throwing the football. Now, I haven't heard this from anybody else. I'll take his word. He's an NFL linebacker with experience, knows the game in and out, okay? And he said it took him one snap, one throw to see that there was an issue with that foot. Interesting to to, to go back and look at that tape. I'd love to see. Because Mahomes was high on a bunch of throws. He was off on a bunch of throws. I just thought it was more that he was rattled than anything. Yeah, probably a combination, right? You know, the foot probably didn't feel perfect, but didn't didn't feel perfect the week before. You know what I mean? And the machine kept rolling. I think it had a lot to do with the Tampa Bay defense and the pressure that they were bringing on them. And it's just, you know, one of those things. And I think the best part about the Super Bowl outcome is is that next year we get a motivated Mahomes. You know, he's, he had the surgery, you know, and now he has all off season to sit there and think about how they came up short this year. And that's, we're going to get, you know, we talked about during the season of how, you know, AKC was kind of playing with their food during the season and wasn't really (laughs) motivated. We're not going to see that next year, right? We're going to see, you know, a Patrick Mahomes that is just ready to go full throttle from the beginning. And um, it's going to be pretty exciting. Playing with their food. That's pretty good. I don't think I've heard that about the Kansas City Chiefs this year. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I did. I actually, I heard it on another podcast. I think it was the Deep Dive podcast. Those guys do a great job, but um, it, it is. It's kind of what they were doing was just kind of like going through the motions during the year and, hey, I'll turn it up when I have to. And, you know, and, you know, it got to a point to where they ran into a defense that was a lot more prepared than they were, and they weren't able to turn it up when they needed to. All right. Mark Drumheller joining us, X underscore Drumheller, for all his plays. We got a lot to get into, so let's do it. Let's start with the college football. I can't believe it. We have a game of substance tomorrow. First of all, what can you tell us about the league? Second of all, what can you tell us about the game? Yeah, I mean, the league, so it's, it's you know, FCS, the spring football. Um, they're going. It's about 10 different conferences that are in it. They're going to have a playoff at the end. You know, the 10 conference winners get in. I think they're taking six other at-large teams. Um, it's a lot of small schools, but it's college football. And I'm the type of guy who... You know, we know, like, I covered the XFL last year. Mm-hmm. I covered the AAF before that. You know, had a ton of success. Like, I just like football. So if you can give me football after, you know, the Super Bowl, where I'm kind of deflated because the NFL season comes to an end, I'm going to dive right in. And that's what I'm doing 
you know, with this league. I can't wait for it to start. We get a little taste on Saturday night with the first game, and then we get the full slate the following week. So um, there's going to be a lot of work to be done next week. But this game, I think, is real interesting because we have two teams um, with very, very cool stories when you think about it. Um, McNeese State is a team that, you know, they were an average team last year, 7-5 and five in the Southland Conference, right? Um you know, not the best team in the league, right? They had a negative yards differential in the season. So maybe not even as good as their record showed. They were two and four on the road. They're on the road this weekend, right? And they're taking on Tarleton State, who, um, you know, they're a team that was in D2 last year. So this year, they get to go up in class. So that's the real thing. They dominated D2. They're 11-1 last year, 23-2 and the past two years. They averaged 45 points a game, very high-powered offense, right? But now, step up in class. Um, jumping from D2 to D1, and how much of that can translate and carry over? How successful are they going to be against the increased competition? Um, it's been a very strong program, but new quarterback um, they have, Cameron Burston, is going to be the quarterback this year. And, you know, they need some wide receivers to step up. They lost a lot of wide receivers, so they got some young guys there that really need to step up. So we're going to see what this Tarleton State team is, you know, how much of it is the program, you know, and how much of it was the players. Um, and on the other side with McNeese State, uh, it's, a, it's a program that really has been through a lot. Um, they, they're from Lake Charles, Louisiana. They were decimated by Hurricane uh, Laura and Delta, I think, was the other one. They get hit by two in the end of summer, kind of early fall. And they really had to rebuild the program. Um, so it's a, it's a very inspirational story when you look at them. They have a lot to play for. It's a victory in itself that they even got to this point they feel like, but they lost a lot, ton, ton of players when everything went down. A lot of people transferred out. They lost 20 people, um, 7 of 11 starters on defense. So there's a, a lot of story behind this game on Saturday night. And as I dug into these teams and kind of looked at it, I got really excited to watch these guys play. Excellent. Well, I can't wait to see the game, number one. It's tomorrow night, 7 o'clock kick. <laughs> Drum and I were joking. Where can we watch this game if we can at all? It's on what, Fox Sports it's South? Southwest, yeah, Fox Sports Southwest is on at 7 p.m. Eastern. So um, depending on, you know, your cable provider or stream provider, if you have Hulu or whatnot, you could probably get it. Um, but, uh, you know, you'll have to check. But it is going to be on Fox Sports Southwest. Not sure what the games are on next week. But um, I, I'm excited. It, it's going to be really cool to see, you know, Kenneth Tarleton State team step up in class. Um, and will this explosive offense that they have translate? You know, they're the underdog in this matchup. They're getting like a point and a half. I actually took Tarleton State on the money line. I got Ooh. them at plus 115 earlier. So I like them in this matchup. Um, fun fact, too, you know, the uh, quarterback of this McNeese State Cowboys team is the son of Ed Ogeron, LSU coach, right? Uh, Cody Ogeron, his son, is the quarterback of that team. Um, so, you know, you have someone out there you can root for. Hopefully Ed's in the stands. We know he's going to have a good time at the after party, right? We know Ed who's around and how he likes the party. So, um, you know, keep an eye on his Instagram, right? Might be a lot of fun afterwards. But um, it's pretty cool. You know, you'll get to see his son play. And, you know, it's a team in McNeese State that really has been through a lot, you know, up to this point. And, you know, I think they're blessed to have a season. Um, you know, they're going to play hard. Tarleton State has a point to prove, chip on their shoulder. Can they play with the big boys, right? You know, they've dominated D2. Can they have the same success as D1? Uh, so I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup. Um, I just think that the, the losses that, uh, you know, McNeese State incurred from a roster perspective, 20 people, 7 of 11 starters on defense, 
I think it might show up in this game, and that's why I'm going with the Texans. Excellent. And you think points scored? What do you What do you got as far as the total is concerned? It's fifty two and a half here on DraftKings. Total fifty two and a half. I think that part's interesting because even if the offense does translate for Tarleton State, right? Do they have success? Is it going to be as explosive as it was? Right? Is a team that scored forty five points a game, you know, in D two? Uh, probably not. So um, I would probably lean towards the under in this one. Could be a little bit of sloppiness, but like we saw. I mean, early in the college football season, sometimes that translates to points because the sloppiness is on the defensive end with the tackling and things like that. But don't love the total either way, but probably lean towards the under. Talking to Mark Drumheller here. We're going to mix it up a little bit, do a little uh, NFL, a little UFC. But, of course, we're talking about college football as it is back tomorrow. we got a game. And then following week, listen to this. We have two games on Friday, a bunch of games on Saturday and uh, and Sunday as well. And when you take a look at some of these teams, the best part, I said this earlier this week, the best part about this league is that we can go back and see the history of the league and what these teams have done so far. So next week, look, there's a bunch of teams that you've definitely heard of. North Dakota's in action next week, so that's pretty good. Uh, But the following week, I want to say, at the end of February is when we get to... That's not correct. When does Nova, Nova and Delaware start playing? Are they in more of March, I want to say? Let's see. Yeah, James Madison. Correct. The first first week of March is when we start to see some really good teams that we, we definitely know a little bit more of. So, uh, But bottom line is we got football in hell. There's even a Thursday night game coming up here. So we're going to have college football Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're going to have football back in our lives. That's crazy, and that's always a good thing. Got to love that, Mark. Yeah, I love me some football. And listen, I had a very successful, very profitable season in college football this year despite COVID, despite all that. So I'm looking to keep it going, man. If you give me a football game that I can kind of sink my teeth into, break down, try and find an edge, I'm all for it. That's what it's all about. X underscore drum hellers where you can follow them. We'll save the NFL for last. Let's talk about UFC 258. Ring the bell. We're in the octagon. Gilbert Burns and Usman. Kamaru Usman, who is a badass. Now, Burns is pretty, he's pretty bad himself, uh, but we're looking at some big time numbers as far as Usman is concerned. He's a heavy, heavy favorite, and rightfully so, because he is the title holder right now as we speak. He's been able to uh, defend it two times, I want to say, including against uh, Cody. Uh, what the hell is his last name, Cody? Uh, thank you, thank you. Which I loved yeah. watching him break his jaw. So, with that being said, your thoughts on this fight, though? Do you expect this to be a good fight? Do you expect this to go to distance? Thoughts on the main event? I really do. I mean, I you know whether it goes to distance or not, I'm not sure. I mean, the odds are that way. I think that the over four and a half rounds is really juiced. But um, I think Burns has some knockout power, and I think he's live in this spot. Um, there's a lot of familiarity. These guys train together forever. They know each other inside and out. And I think in that situation, it kind of helps the underdog. But Usman has been so dominant, right? 12 straight victories. Hmm. Um, his striking is a little unorthodox, not really sound technically. Like, he's not the most technical striker. Um, a little bit stiff at times. But he, um, you know, he can kind of switch stances at some times. And he's really, you know, uses his strength to his advantage. That's his game, whether it's working in the clinch, kind of pinning people up against the cage, wearing them down. We saw him do it with Jorge Masvidal in his last title defense. Um, but, you know, he's going up against Burns, a guy who's, you know, very live, won six in a row as well, um, and it can beat you a lot of different ways. You know, he's, he has dynamite in his hands. 
He uses his kicks very well. A lot of forward pressure. We saw him just annihilate and run through Tyron Woodley. Like, if you looked at the Woodley fight, we know Woodley's washed. But if you look at the fight where both these guys um, took him on, you know, Burns really ran through him and really ran through him in a dynamic fashion. And I think that's kind of his game. He's a quick twitch athlete. He can burn you, you know, kick strikes and on the ground. So Usman's a guy who, you know, likes to wrestle people, but he don't want to stay on the ground too long with a guy like Burns, um, who has very strong submissions, very strong arm bars. So he's very active all the time. So it's going to be interesting. I think cardio is going to play a big key in this one. And I think um, the clinch is going to play a big key. You know, if, if Usman is able to dominate, uh, you know, Burns in the clinch and kind of wear him down. I, you know, I think he can come away and retain the title. But I think these odds, I mean, Burns at 220. I took Burns at plus 220. I'm not sure what it's at now. But I think that that's great value on him because I think these two fighters are a lot closer than they are. You know, if I just had to pick a winner, I would probably lean, you know, maybe Usman to retain the title. But I just think there's a lot of value here where the odds are with Burns. I don't think he's getting anywhere enough respect that he should. And I think that he has a chance to really finish him um, if he can connect with him. I think his knockout power is as such um, that, you know, he knows his opponent. And I think that plays a lot as well. Well, I'll tell you what, Mark, that's interesting because I was just looking at the knockout uh, win by KL submission or DQ, and I think that I'm in agreement with you. If if Burns is to upset Usman, it's going to be a KO. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I, plus 375 on the yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's really, and it's a testament to Usman, right, because Usman is so good. It's like, how do you imagine him getting knocked out? But um, Burns is going to have to be very active, and if he can catch him, I mean, he he definitely has the power to put him to sleep, and that's the one thing I keep going back to is these guys know each other so well. And it works both ways, but I think it, it helps the underdog in that situation. And Burns is a guy who I think is ascending, not that Usman isn't, but he's just descending very rapidly. He looks better and better, you know, takes leaps every time he goes into the octagon. Um, So I'm super excited for this fight. I think it's going to be a great fight either way. But I just think I was surprised that, you know, we saw Burns getting, you know, plus 200 plus, you know, on the odds. I just think it's too much value there. The value is definitely on Burns, you know, if you can grit your teeth and, and bet against Usman. Yeah, well, the dogs continue to bark for Mark Drumheller. They always do. But uh, more times than not, he comes out on top. So I'm all right with that, Don, this one. Because I think, hey, as as you pointed out, Usman is just too much of a big favorite. Minus 278. So you can't get down with that. Uh, for him to win by decision, if it goes to distance, you can get him at plus 115. Usman, uh, TK KO, KO, or DQ, plus 225, but for a lot of people out there, they're saying this is either going to go the distance, uh, a majority of people are saying Usman in the, the, the decision after five mm-hmm. rounds, uh, but I'm with you. I kind of think Burns could could catch him, could knock him out, so I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on that plus 375. Yeah, he'll try and wear him down. Usman will try and wear him down, and you know, but he's going to have to be active because Burns is going to be active, and I think Cardio is going to play a big key here. Um, you know, if Burns can hang in this fight. But I think he's live. I mean, as a dog, I, I like him in this spot. Um, again, you know, I, I think the, va- the value is on him. Whether he can pull off the upset, we'll have to see. All right. Mark Drumheller joining us here. Okay. 
uh, Drum, first of all, the NFL. Let's get on over here. You wanted to talk about some futures. Uh, I, I was bring, I brought it up with Jared Smith from Sports Grid, and he said, you know what? I'm not looking at the top of the odds-on favorite right now. I'm looking at the middle. I'm looking at a team that possibly could get a quarterback, uh, a team that uh, could possibly make a change and get stronger in the offseason, and roll the dice on them. And one of those teams he, he discussed at 44-1 to to win it all, the Arizona Cardinals. Your thoughts on that play? Yeah, well, there's three boxes when I look at these futures that you know I want to check, right? And if the quarterback... That's the health, and that's the coach, right? So, you know, you look at it, you know, are, is there a change of quarterback? Is the quarterback going to get better? You know, is the team coming off a ton of injuries, right? Did that bad injury luck? Could that turn around? They could be a lot healthier the next year. And then you look at the coach. Do they have a strong coach, right? And, you know, Arizona might check two or three of those boxes, but they don't check the coach. And that's my problem with them is Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's going to continue to hold this franchise back, um, you know, and I think that it's going to be pretty apparent next year. And they're in a tough division. I mean, again, this division's only going to get better. The Niners are going to be better. Seahawks are going to be better if, you know, Russell Wilson has to pick the players himself. And, you know, the Rams are going to be much better with Matthew Stafford. If you don't think there's a gap between Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but I, I like Arizona and I like Jared's process as far as like where he's looking, you know, to take some long shots on some, uh, on some teams, I think it's a great strategy. I just, I just can't get past Kingsbury. Okay, and as far as some teams that you're looking at right now, as far as the futures are concerned, where, where are you at? Yeah, I mean, one of the teams that checks those boxes for me are the Niners, and I think the Niners can get back to prominence. They're 14 to one, right? Garoppolo gets healthy, the defense gets much healthy, and that's what. Yeah, that's what propelled them to the Super Bowl, right? So, you know, do they make a move at quarterback and try and get better? I'm not sure. Garoppolo has a new trade clause, so it's going to have to be something that's appealing to him if they do that. But even if they bring Garoppolo back with that defense getting healthy, Shanahan another year um, experience, I like them. I like them. They had a real tough schedule. They were top ten as far as strength of schedule last year. Um, so I think they can definitely make some noise. If you're looking for, like, a mid-round team, you know, 25 to 1, the Miami Dolphins, right? They, they made some noise last year. They had an easier schedule, right? One of the easiest schedules in the NFL when it came down to it. Um, two is going to have to make a leap or they're going to have to trade for Deshaun Watson. One of those two things are going to have to happen. But I think it can. You know, the quarterback's going to be better. You know, the coach, they have that, you know, and the team's going to get a little bit more healthier. Um, so I think that, you know, they're another team that you look at at 25 to 1. They have a trillion draft picks again. They're only going to add more talent to this roster. Um, I think they can make some noise. I mean, I really do. I like where this organization is going with Brian Flores, and I think they can take another leap next year. And if you want, like, a long shot, long shot. Bring it. Let's look at the Carolina Panthers, 50-1, right? Matty Rule, he checks the coach box, right? You know, the team is going to get better, right? They're a young team building into the program. They just got to get the quarterback right. There's some whispers about them being involved in all these quarterbacks. Can mm-hmm. they get Deshaun Watson? Do they make a deal like that? If they do, if you put give me Deshaun Watson, Matt Rule, and Joe Brady, you know, 50 to 1, all right, I'm going to make a little bit of investment. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> a little gobble, gobble. A little Friday futures segment in the NFL from Mark Drumheller. Fantastic job, as always, Drum. Really looking forward to this Saturday night college football game. One more time for the people in the back. Who are you taking on Saturday night? Tarleton State Texans, baby. Purple. Got to go with the purple. Ride with the purple. Paint the town purple. Drum, have a great weekend. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, and you celebrated a birthday this week, my friend. Happy birthday, too. Happy belated birthday to you. 
I did. Another year older, another year wiser. So hopefully more wins come with it. <laughs> Good stuff, Trump. Have a great week, and we'll connect next week, man. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. For there having he me. is, Mark Drumheller. Fantastic stuff there.